Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host, and today I'm going to explore the profile of a man that I've come across many times in studying the early history of Battle Creek. And his name was Alonzo Noble. And he has a very interesting past and an interesting story. And he was one of the very early pioneers to the city of Battle Creek. So I'm going to explore his history today in this episode. So come along and join me. So Alonzo Noble was born in 1809 in Richmond, Vermont. His father was Enoch Noble, who was born in Westfield, Massachusetts in 1773. Now, Enoch was born two years prior to the beginning of the Revolutionary War and three years before the writing of the Declaration of Independence. Enoch Noble grew up in Westfield, Massachusetts, and he would eventually marry Matilda Smith, who she was born in Massachusetts as well in 1771. Now, Enoch was a man of untiring industry. He was both a farmer and a blacksmith, and he brought up his children to be very respectable, and he impressed upon their minds the lessons of industry and economy, something that none of them would ever forget in their growing up. He was also a very generous man, hospitable, and eminently social in his habits, and he was said to be a man of unquestionable integrity. During his life, he never claimed to be tied to any political party, and he invariably voted for the candidate that was, in his best opinion, fitted for the place or the office without regard to the political sentiments of the times. He also had a very strong love of country, and when the War of 1812 broke out, Enoch was one of the first volunteers. He was in the Battle of Plattsburgh and also was involved in the Battle of Sackett's Harbor, and he received a pension from the War of 1812. There's a story told about Enoch Noble that says that he was on his way to Plattsburgh when someone asked him, how long do you intend to stay? And he said, stay? I shall stay as long as Britain remains to invade our soil. So that was kind of an interesting insight into his character and his patriotism. And so Enoch and Matilda had six children. Alonzo Noble was their fourth child. Their first was a son named Amaruth Smith, and I wasn't able to find much about him. He married twice in his lifetime. He was born in 1800. Their second son was Warham Noble, and he went into the study of medicine in Richmond, Vermont, and he completed his studies in New York City, where he commenced to be a doctor in practice in in New York and ultimately moved to Burlington, Vermont at one point. And he remained unmarried as a doctor most of his life. Their third child was Amelia, and she was born in 1805, and she married David Murray, which will come into play here in a minute. Alonzo was born in 1809, as I mentioned earlier. Now, he grew up under his father's tutelage, learned a little bit of blacksmithing growing up, and he also had a very strong practical education like his siblings, and he entered in the capacity of a clerk in a general store in Vermont when he was growing up in the town of Richmond. 
And after a time, when he got older, he had sufficient capital and he saved up and had really worked hard and eventually opened his own store in Milton, Vermont. And he continued to operate that store until 1836 when he sold it and decided to move to Michigan as the frontier was calling him. Now, in 1833, three years prior to that, he met and married Rhoda Murray. Rhoda was the sister of David Murray, which was at that point his brother-in-law. So it's kind of an interesting family dynamic there and a very close-knit family, you would say. So Alonzo and Rhoda moved to Michigan in 1836, and they came by way of the Erie Canal. But there's something also very interesting about their past. Before they came to Michigan, when they were married in 1833, their minister was a Reverend William Arthur, and his son was the late President Chester B. Arthur, which is kind of an interesting connection to another presidential connection. If you watch some of my videos on YouTube, you will find um, in some of the videos on Young's Cemetery, there is a family buried there named Van Buren. And there's a lot of the descendants of the Van Buren family that settled on the Gogwak Prairie here in Battle Creek. And they were related to Martin Van Buren. They were cousins. So it's an interesting connection that Alonzo Noble and Rhoda Murray were married by a minister whose son also became a president. So Alonzo Noble and his wife arrived in Battle Creek in 1836, and it was autumn when they arrived. And he established the second store in the city of Battle Creek's history, and it was located on the corner of Main Street and Jefferson. Now, in today's terms, those streets are known as Capitol Avenue and Michigan Avenue. And it contained a stock of dry goods. And the first store owner had only opened a few months prior to him. And it was a man by the name of Mr. Coleman. So Alonzo was among the first of general stores in the city of Battle Creek. Now, during the time that he established his store, he also built himself a small house. And he was the first person in the history of Battle Creek to build a brick chimney. And it was a two-story house and Prior to his structure, there was only two other wooden structures in the entire village of Battle Creek. So you can kind of get an idea of the context of the early pioneer period that this was when Alonzo Noble and his wife arrived. And they would live in that wooden house that he built with the brick chimney for 12 years until around 1850 when he built a more modern brick home in the village of Battle Creek. And at the same time, he also built a brick store on the same site of his general store. So, And that became known as the Noble Block. And it was an entire block of brick buildings that started to comprise the downtown district of Battle Creek during that time. And according to this reference, it says he occupied with a large and well-selected line of dry goods for many years, and he was the proprietor of the leading mercantile establishment of Battle Creek. He made a business record such as any man might be proud to possess, for he never incurred an obligation that he did not fulfill or make an engagement that he did not meet. 
In all of his dealings, he was strictly honorable and just, and to his business integrity, his unflagging enterprise and unfaltering industry was attributable in large measure the success which crowned his efforts. So he became a center of focus for the community as being a stable individual, providing needed supplies within a growing community. And by 1850, Battle Creek had broken out and become a registered charter village at the state of Michigan. They would eventually go on to becoming a city. Now, during President Buchanan's administration, Alonzo Noble was selected as postmaster, and I found records that he served in the capacity of postmaster for the village of Battle Creek for a period of seven years, and that was a significant position in the community, and it was one of great responsibility. The the mail-carrying lines were just beginning and written in legal paperwork and documents from coming from other parts of the state all traveled by mail. So those that served in the capacity of postmaster during that time were usually pretty vetted in their community to be a responsible citizen, much like it is today. But just during that time period, there was no other form of communication outside of verbal than the written letter and mail. There wasn't internet, there wasn't telephone, there wasn't any other form of digital type of uh, communication that you could expect. So it was a pivotal part of the community during that time period. And And that would be the same with any village or growing city during that period of the 1800s. So when Battle Creek eventually became a city, he was elected as the second mayor to serve in the city of Battle Creek. Now, in this biography, it says that he regarded a public office as a public trust and made it his aim when he had an administration in a public office to uphold to the best of his ability the law and order, and to institute reforms and improvements that he saw necessary to move the community forward. He and his wife were members of the Universalist Church, but later in life they became members of the Episcopal Church here in Battle Creek. He passed away in March of 1874. He had spent four decades at that point serving the city as a respectable merchant, serving as a mayor for a few years, serving as postmaster for seven years, and starting from somewhat humble beginnings out in Vermont and making his way all across the distance from the Erie Canal across the state of Michigan by way of the Territorial Road, arriving in the early establishment years of the city or village of Battle Creek at that point. And I've done a lot of study and research on that early period. I see several names that repeat that come up from that time period and I always become very curious about them. But I just thought Alonzo Noble was a very interesting man for the times because he saw the need for a mercantile store, a dry goods store. And besides a milling industry, which some of the early arrivals before him were the millers, where you have Sands McCamley and Jonathan Hart and the Merritt brothers, who were farmers and they were also the early Quakers. So so Alonzo Noble was within the early mix of settlers in the pioneer period that arrived in the village of Battle Creek. And like 
all of the others that came around that time. He was one of the more instrumental pioneers because he made the dry goods store a success and he became a center point. And if you look at the map of the downtown area of Battle Creek, you can see that he was in the heart of the village at that point, establishing the early industry. And of course, the mills were milling grain and flour and all of those things were getting bagged up. And those were sold at dry goods stores. Farmers coming from the fields were bringing in corn and wheat over the years, and those grains would be bagged up and sold in places like dry goods stores. And of course, they were also bringing in supplies from the East Coast and other parts of Michigan to make the different goods available that people would use in a growing village or community. You have to kind of remember that that time period, anytime somebody wanted to bake something, they had to use all scratch materials. They had to have access to those things. They were making bread. They had to have all of the dry ingredients. There was no off-the-shelf recipe box for breads or cakes or anything that we are so accustomed to today. And a dry goods store was a central point for purchasing within a community. And if a resident of the area came up with a need that he didn't have in the store, it was his responsibility to say he couldn't get it or he could get it. And if he honored his word and was able to get the goods for them, then I'm sure that he probably took initiative to add that into his stock as the store grew. It's interesting to kind of put yourself into that time period and see the importance of those stores. Sometimes they're depicted accurately or inaccurately in movies and cinema, but the uh, the dry goods stores, or what we often call them as general stores, were the main supply center of a growing village or community. So Alonzo Noble played a very important role in the establishment of Battle Creek. Like so many of the other merchants that established themselves in villages and growing cities across the southern part of southwest Michigan. And he was not alone in his skill or trade, but he was very successful in his time. And um, he just has kind of an interesting past. So I just thought I would share his story with you today. Like I said, he's a name that I've seen come across. Now, there's an interesting side note about his burial. He was buried in Oak Hill Cemetery. And there's some interesting articles that I discovered on his burial site. Let me just read a couple of notes from that to you. So this was published in October of 1874. This is several months after his passing. And a company called Schaefer Brothers was brought in under the direction of a man named A.T. Metcalf to furnish an enclosure at the cemetery for Alonzo Noble. And it was a significant masonry job for its time in the early part of the cemetery. Oak Hill Cemetery was established in 1844. The way they described his monument was, The curbing consists of finely polished Athens marble molded to the outer edge, 6 inches thick and 14 inches high. At each corner is a marble post, 9 inches square and 22 inches high. And at the front entrance are four posts, two of them in range with the corner post and two standing out, connected by the others by a curve railing. Under the last step one ascends the main entrance, the name A. Noble, which is nicely cut in raised characters. So it sounds to me in this article that they were describing a mausoleum of sorts as his final resting place. 
However, when you look at the monument at Oak Hill Cemetery, it is a marble or granite slab, and there's four columns, and then there is a cornice work on the top, and his the name Noble is in raised letters across the front. There is a step, and going up the step, you'll see the name Alonzo Noble at the bottom of the step. So it's not quite a mausoleum as it seemed to be describing. Now, could be the old mausoleum was removed, on this monument, but it certainly doesn't look like it. So it just, um, it's probably just the way they described it. It was, it was probably hugely prominent in the cemetery in its time because this was 1874. It was only 30 years since it opened. There probably wasn't that many magnificent monuments like this out there. And this was many years before CW Post Mausoleum out at the Oak Hill Cemetery and all the other larger structures that are there. Uh, the Nichols Family Mausoleum is the other one at Oak Hill Cemetery. But it's an interesting structure nonetheless. So if you drive through Oak Hill Cemetery, look for a four-posted structure. And you can see a picture of it on the website called Find a Grave if you're curious and want to see what it looks like. And just look up Alonzo Noble. Incidentally, on the Find a Grave site, they also have pictures of him as well as pictures of him with his family. So it's kind of an interesting way to find out more about somebody. But that's going to conclude today's episode, looking at the biography of Alonzo Noble, one of the earliest pioneer merchants in the village of Battle Creek who established a dry goods store and served in a pivotal role in the early economy of the small village right in the central downtown area of Battle Creek. If you like today's episode, please take some time to leave a review on whatever app that you are listening on. And if you'd like to check out my website, michaeldelaware.com, you can send a message to me there. You can also uh, contribute to the channel if you'd like. There's a way that you can make a donation on there. And there's also a link for merchandise. I've got a lot of cool shirts and sweatshirts with all kinds of interesting history slogans on there. So be sure to check that out when you have a chance. Once again, that's michaeldelaware.com. And until next time, when we take another journey into tales of Southwest Michigan's past and discover yet another fascinating story of yesterday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>